Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Sniffing through my fingers all the time. I try to catch her every minute. The feeling in it. Slipping through me fingers all the time. Ah, to hell with this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Come On Pond, a Doctor Who discussion podcast with you two best friends, live and in the flesh. It's Damler. And it's Elliot. What's up? Hello, everybody. What is happening? Oh, my God. God, I feel rusty. <laughs> I am rusty. <laughs> How uh, did? Uh, yes, we're we're back. We're back. Um, people have been, uh, I want to say, complaining um, because we didn't have a plan. Neither of us had a plan. We didn't care. But we're back from Christmas break. So, how fun! Did you have a nice Christmas? I no, I did have a really nice Christmas. We, I properly rested. Good. Like I actually yeah. did nothing except eat. <laughs> it's. I it's love actually... the Christmas monkey. Oh, um, no. Right, hold on. You've got to let me do the dramatic pause. You, hold on, hold on. Uh, dramatic pause Wait. disguised as rudeness. Yeah, carry on, sorry. Elliot, how was your Christmas? Yeah, it was right. <laughs> See? It's Christmas, isn't it? It's, you know, two months of build-up and then it comes and it's, you know, it's all right. It's, and then it's all it's, shit again. That's what it is. Yeah, you know, it's 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 fun. It's nice. Nice to see family. Nice to see mum and dad. Uh, and really, Christmas didn't end for me until last weekend because we went home to see family that we couldn't see at Christmas. So you know, I've been I've been crimboing hard. Uh, oh, crimbo! Don't you don't like that? Christmas. Um, yeah, Christmas. But alas, it's twenty twenty four, another year. It is, and we're back. 
Let's talk about the 60 year specials. It's been like, what, five years? Like. <laughs> we don't rush content because we can't be bothered. Anyway. No, um... look, we needed to respect the art in its entirety. I've said that like five times to justify our reasoning, but that's genuinely the reasoning. Yeah, the, you know, we could have jumped on it and. and given wild speculation and not done them very well or we could not do them very well but also have had time to digest them and that's what we're doing um now yep. you know it's 2024 we're, we're brand new we're reinvigorated this is not a new series but also it kind of is because we kind of crashed halfway through season four to do this kind of like crashing into isaac newton's tree not a euphemism um you know <laughs> but i know everyone's excited here to talk about the star beast uh, not me so much but what do we do first <laughs> what we do first is three emails yes i have three randomly selected emails because i liked the names of the people um, <laughs> always randomly selected <laughs> always randomly selected and again don't think that this is me trying to tell you from uh emailing in it is not but Oh my god, there's another backlog that's built up. So, a bunch of these are from like September or October. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But, you know, I liked your names and I liked what you had to say. So, in no particular order, our first email is from Michelle, my bell. Michelle, my bell. Sorry. 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 Uh, you know I love I don't myself. even particularly. I know, I know. I don't even particularly like it, but you know, it's just fun to say, isn't it? And it goes as follows. I'm already going to butcher some pronunciation, I'm sure. Uh, it says... <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, Kia Ora, brackets. Hello, Elliot and Damler. I am a New Zealand listener to your podcast. I'm as old as Doctor Who and have watched it various times in my life. I have loved your discussions and interpretations of the episodes. I got a lot of catching up to do as I'm only up to the Doctor dances and it may take me a while to catch up. I might try listening to the newest while catching up from the other end. Timey wimey. Uh, you guys may be the same age as my children. Hello. But that is something about the way you talk about Doctor Who that has had me laughing and also opened my eyes to things I miss, probably from being an old cis woman. There are very few people I can relate to with Doctor Who, as none of my children or grandchildren are interested, sadly, despite my trying. I'm currently uh, watching the show... And I'm currently up to series six. That's a new who. Sorry, I should have said that. In anticipation of the 60th anniversary. So excited that Doctor Who is coming back. Hope you're both well. I'm looking forward to getting to know you more from listening in. Keep up the fantastic words. Cheers. I didn't realise that was a New Zealand expression. Michelle. Michelle. Oh. Thank you. And thank you for what I would assume is the um, New Zealand greeting at the top there. Very, very kind. Yeah, thank you, Michelle, my belle. Love ya. Love ya. <laughs> our next email um has a fantastic joke in it that I, I i it is mostly a visual one but we'll try and replicate it here so okay. the email goes as follows uh hi damn and elliot my name is ryan spelled r-i-a-n said just like ryan i'm just cooler so you see when you see that written down very good i've no doubt made it less funny by trying I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. To read it out. Anyway, Ryan says, <laughs> I recently found your podcast. I'm about halfway through and I'm absolutely obsessed. The show came out when I was born, though, and I've only been such a huge fan of the show from the age of nine when my dad introduced it to me. I have ADHD. Slight. And for many years, my show was an intense hyperfixation of mine. I was even a weeping angel for Halloween in fourth grade. I had kind of fallen out of the fandom, but a few weeks ago, I was scrolling on Instagram and came across your page. Oh, I'm sorry. And I started listening, <laughs> and right away I remembered why I love the show so much, and fell in love with your dynamic and the goofiness of the podcast. It is, it is pretty goofy. You guys it are is. so fun, and are bringing much-needed joy to me in my senior year of high school. I have started watching the show once again, and I am obsessed. Thank you guys for being so awesome and sweet and funny. Oh. And bringing such a wonderful show back to me in a hilarious podcast. I wish you both the best. Lots of love, Ryan. And yes, you can read this on the podcast. Well, good fucking news, Ryan. I've just done that. <laughs> just did it, bro. So, thank you so much just, for those hey, lovely. You, you words. know the thing that you said I could do? Just did it. Yeah. Just did it. <laughs> thank you so, yeah, so much. Thank you, thank you, Ryan. Like Ryan, but cooler. Thank you. And our final email. Um, it's the third one. That's what makes them three males. It's not four males or two males, as some of you have suggested. So, shush. Anyway, it goes as follows. Hello, I would like to thank you for this podcast. I discovered it through Instagram when I saw your reels and convinced me to finally oh. start watching Doctor Who. I'm so glad I found the podcast. I was looking for something like this. A fun podcast with a queer point of view in fandoms that are not targeted to queer audience, but for a broad audience. And your comments are great and so funny. So thanks. And that is from Carolina Thank you, Carolina. Thank you for that. And I love that someone's found us through Instagram for once. Yeah, I love being found through Instagram. I, I like yeah. Reels, they're better. Yeah, Instagram is just a nicer place to be, I find. Um, yeah, you heard it here first. Come along Pond podcast on Instagram. Get to know. As I always say, every fucking <laughs> week. Damn it. But Damn it. That is <laughs> the three miles down. The very first rummaging of my New Year sack is over. <laughs> and we're uh, we're <laughs> oh. we're, uh, we're back we're back in business, um, but I don't know. There's a, there's a smell. It's quite nice. It's um, tuna madras. Roll the damn, roll the damn smelly credits. Hooey! Woo! <laughs> also, I can't overstate to you how fucking horrible a tuna madras sounds. I mean, I don't like fish, so just the idea of, of tuna. Yeah. I, tuna, I don't mind I don't mind like a tuna sandwich or whatever, but you know, tuna in a madras, just like, terrible, absolutely terrible. Every time she says it, I'm like, oh <laughs> Just <laughs> no, Sylvia. No. no Han. No. I'd rather eat the big sausage roll. Yeah, me too. <laughs>
Anyway, speaking of things that probably taste absolutely disgusting in curry, today we're talking about series episode one of, of, I don't know, we're talking about the first episode of the 60th anniversary specials of Doctor Who. It is called The Star Beast. It was broadcast on the 25th of November 2023, directed by Rachel Talale, and it was written by Russell T. Davies. Hell yeah! How good does it feel to say that? It's very weird. Very, very weird. And weird as well. This is obviously our first time talking about an episode that's directed by Rachel Talale as well. It's. Do you know what? There's a lot of firsts in a, from a what long firsts? time, and also just firsts in general. What a fur. A. 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 But you know what? <laughs> what? You know what, Elliot? There's something that I want to know before we get into it, <laughs> and that is, you know. I know what Google thinks it's about. I'm already fucking it up. I'm fucking it up. I want to know what you think mm-hmm. the episode's about. Because I know what Google thinks it's about. I know what IMDb thinks it's about. I know what Wikipedia, I think, thinks it's about. Mm-hmm. I want to know what you think it's about. What's the episode about? Again, we always like to do these off the cuff because it makes it more fun. But also, sometimes you just have nothing to say. And sometimes um... it's just like, I just can't speak. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it, it's, you know, there's lots of things that you could say the episode's about, but truly it's about how the most important thing you can be, especially if you're a cis man, is just a wife guy. Be a wife guy. Wife guys are cool. We love wife guys. Yes, be a Sean. Be a Sean. Yeah. Not to be confused with five guys. No. Be a wife guy. Wife guy. Always uplift women, okay? Yeah. Even when they're Always. wrong. I support women's rights and women's wrongs. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Speaking of that, kind of similar... What I think the episode is about is um, how men know nothing. It's true. I won't be elaborating on it on that any further. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Donna said it perfectly. It's already love Sean. He's just happy to be there. He's happy to be there, and honestly, Catherine Tate's delivery of "and you know nothing" lives rent free in my head. <laughs> I tell you, who's not happy to be there? Me, mostly. <laughs> right. Okay, listen. Listen, here we go. Here we go. Right. So, I rewatched this episode last night, the night before we recorded. Because I like I to have. It an hour ago. No, I know. You like it really fresh. I don't. I like to ha- sleep on it. You know what I mean? And I have to say this. When I was first watching it, the hype was so intense. And so, like, we were actually, like, screaming, weren't we? We were literally like, oh, my God, it's five minutes, two minutes. I'll see you on the other side. I'm going to stop messaging you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then we went and did our Instagram live. Everything was heightened. It was all happening. And that's not to say that I think this episode's bad for me. Um, Oh, throwback. Um, For me, it's it's a fun ride. But there is many, many things to say about it, which we'll get into now. But first, before I go any further, I just want to say, Elliot, you know what we did get in this episode? That was no. fucking iconic. What? We've got a Neris reference. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we Can't win. Can't Neris references. No, oh, no wow. she's no Shireen, but she'll do. Um, Love Neris. Yeah. And the fact that when we were on our Instagram live, which if you missed, you can go watch on our Instagram. <laughs> There were so many people in the comments that were like, oh, when Neris was referenced, I thought of you two. Honoured. <laughs> so honoured. 
that we came to your mind when Neris was referenced. Iconic. Iconic. As you should. I love Neris. Um, this is this is also my th- my third time watching this. Is it? This is my second time. Uh, it's my third. I watched it. See broadcast and then watched it with a friend maybe a week later or like a few days later. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a few days later because it was before Wild Blue Yonder. Um, and then, yeah, and then I watched it tonight. I watched my 60th anniversary Blu-ray that I got for Christmas, which you can buy at Amazon now. Not sponsored, but also... Come on. Come on now. Amazon.co.uk, help me stay Blu-rayed up. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. So I was interested to see if there was you know, any any differences or whatever, you know. And it felt yeah, yeah, quite, yeah. I felt quite sanctimonious, going like, "I'm going to put the Blu-ray in." Um, and yeah, I love yeah, that. It's, it was it's exactly the same, uh, of course. Yeah. But the fun menu, fun David's menu. Is it a good menu? Reading it. I mean, it's just it's like that promo still of them, but it's just going to David's just going to reaching out to you. It's very you know like. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not good, but it's it's like you know. It's what cheeky. happened to the old school box sets? Like, for example, Series 4 box set, if you know, you know. Davros, the little Davros voice in the TARDIS with the TARDIS burning. Iconic. The Series 1 to 4 has a very, very... Or the original sort of DVD yeah. and Blu-ray run of Series 4, 1 to 4 have a very good cohesive main menu scheme. So good. My favourite is... Uh, the TARDIS is a weapon and it will be destroyed. Every time that comes on, I'm like, hey, let's go. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Such a slay. Anyway, buy physical media. But yeah, <laughs> yeah buy, buy physical media. I do want to say that. I don't necessarily think this episode's bad. It's not, but yeah. I do think that it is also not very good. Um, it's it's interesting. I contain layers. I'm like an onion. Um, yes. Nuance like, is the thing. Nuance, every time we get something good, we also get something kind of bad. Like mm-hmm. the opening, kind of bad, pretty bad actually. Yeah, like, right. Are we talking about the? Hold on, the intro or the beginning of the episode? Two different things. Now you see, I've come around on the intro. I think the okay. intro now is high camp, like, <laughs> ridi- <laughs> like, ridi- like ridiculous, kind like objectively bad, but like it's really fun. But he's just like standing against that background. Yeah, you know, it's whatever. At the time, I was like, oh no. Oh no, and now I'm like, you know, ah, we're having fun here. But the actual opening of the episode when he lands in Camden, objectively awful, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to, I just want to say, what's going on? I just want to say, before we talk about the opening in Camden, I do want to talk about the intro really quick. So, if you've watched the episode, you know, at the start, the very start, David's yes. floating in space. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just, yeah, standing. It's like, yeah. It's so bad. It looks so bad. And Donna's sitting at her like dining table talking about something she's forgotten. It's really actually not good. It's actually really cringy and awful. But when I was watching it yesterday, I was like, I'm having a good time, whatever. Because like, when it was first broadcast, <laughs> I watched this with my partner and I looked to him and we were both cackling. I had tears in my eyes. I was like, why is my guy floating in space? Like, it was... It's it was, like just... so serious as well. It's you so know, serious. Like, and then he's like, he's like my a, face has come back. And it's like... He's like a floating JPEG that once upon a time. Yeah. <laughs> once upon he's a like, time, Lord. I'm like, what are you, what, what's going on here? It's so silly. Um, but the thing is, it's like, you do get some of the remastered footage in there, don't you, from Series 4, which was fun. Yeah. And you could have just started, I feel like, with the highlight reel of Series 4. Exactly. Um, like a montage. A really well edited montage. Yeah. Yeah. Without sort of necessarily needing it. But uh, it, it's it's fun. I'm having fun. 
you know, it's all exposition that comes up later in the episode, so it really isn't necessary at all. That's the um, thing, it's so unnecessary. And it's like, the thing is, I get why they've done it, because a lot of people, you know, we've said it in our mailbag a little bit, but a lot of people haven't watched the show for like 10 years, 15 years since Tennant left. Uh, like most people in my life that I know, unfortunately, most people didn't stick around for Matt Smith and beyond. Um, and they've come back to the show with fresh eyes. That's just a fact. That is how it is. So they needed a little bit of a reminder. But I think, like you say, it could have been done with a well-edited montage. It didn't. We didn't need the green screen nonsense. But we move. It's high camp. Love it. Or you know, a bit of a bit of narration if you really want to add some over know. the montage. Yeah. 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 But hey, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> what are what we gonna do, Barney? What are you gonna do? <laughs> we got David Tennant for ten minutes and a green screen. That's all we can do. The 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 the, the Camden stuff. So I will say, I love the fact. I still love that Camden is like a big kind of character almost in the sixtieth. It's so fun because I mean I don't go to Camden very much because it's awful. Sorry. Oh, oh, it's terrible. It's just it's sensory it's overload. It's busy. It's loud. Uh, yeah, you know, people, you know, put drugs in your hand. And then, it's expensive. Yeah. It smells. It's just full of hipster wankers, you know. It really is, but they do have good restaurants there. So the next time I go there, probably just for a specific restaurant, I will be walking around like not me in the Doctor Who episode. Ah, you know? <laughs> but yeah, it's not. So the start of the episode, I so agree with you. Watching it again, I'm like, what are we doing? I, I think this this episode, and I know, you know, you're going to be like, oh, of course you're going to want to defend Russell T. Davies, of course, because, you know, you, you're a fan and you love him. Um, but I, 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 for ages, you know, because I've messaged you being like, I can't tell if it's the script, if it's the editing, I don't know what it is. I think watching it this time, I was like, no, actually, I think the script is perfectly sort of competently put together you know like i'm not saying it's perfect it's 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 not but it, it flows really well and tells quite a cohesive story but the the directing of the material is is very very poor rachel talali might not be a good director i'm saying it it's fine um <laughs> like oh oh we're gonna get some we're gonna get some comments like, but the yeah, the, the scripting idea of landing immediately next to Donna is like fun. That's funny. I can feel that playing out as a comedic moment, but it's so flat, it's so stilted, it's so weirdly directed. Um and it comes up a couple times where there's things that I think the script is communicating that they're saying in dialogue that I can almost feel where the inserts and things should be to show you and they're not being filmed and it, it all just feels really awkward. I don't know, maybe maybe it's just too I don't know, like we, we get back to some cheap looking TV next week. Um <laughs> and it's much better for it. Like this again is is too it's too American. It's too flash looking, but it misses out all the important details and I don't like it. Yeah, I think for me the main thing, because I agree with what you said as well, all of that, but I think for me the main thing is, right, so obviously the point being the doctor, something really traumatic can happen. The doctor's just going to go, emotions, mm, going to push those down, keep it moving. And obviously that comes back round in the giggle, the giggle, gaggle, doodle. Um, but it's so jarring to just be like, you know, 13's just regenerated. It's all a bit mad. And then 14's walking uh, out of the TARDIS like, ah. Oh, Love Camden. Obviously, doesn't say that, but uh, you know, hands in pockets, looking around like he's in the next Doctor, like the literal parallels to that 
opening of that episode, but that one was done better. Um, you know, and it's just like, this is happening too quickly. It was too quick for me. And it was like, where's the Sonic reveal, right? Where's the Sonic reveal? First of all, we're just using a new Sonic. Where did that come from? Uh, not everyone's reading comics. You know what I mean? Oh no, see, I, I see, I like all that stuff. I'm so I'm bored of, of fans going. I've had sixty years of these stories telling the exact same plot beats over and over and over again ad nauseum. But and I this like time that I didn't do beat. it, and I got. I don't. It's so boring. I don't care. I got the new Sonic. It's like I enjoy the woman who fell to earth, but the fact it's like an hour of just going. Uh, she's almost the Doctor. Uh, uh, I kind of like this this approach they're taking with this and Church on Ruby Road. Spoilers, where they're just like, yeah, the Doctor, deal with it. Like, can't wait to talk about Church on Ruby Road. Oh my same. fucking god! But I like that we just get into it, but yes. we still do get into it too quickly. Yes. <laughs> okay, fair. You know, I'll give you def- that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would not want a Sonic reveal to take its place, but I'd still want maybe you know, just don't have him beaming as soon as he leaves the TARDIS. Have him looking a bit confused, you know, whatever. Like, I don't know. Even David David's performance is bad in the Camden stuff. I'm saying it like it's it is. He when he takes the boxes off of Donna and realizes it's her and then puts them back and walks away, it's not there's no coherence between the comedy that it's trying to do and the thing. It just doesn't work. It's so weird. I kinda I kinda hate it. Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> And watching like, it at the time, I I'm gonna say this what? now. I'm gonna say it. And I'm I don't mm-hmm. care. If this was so, let's say Russell never came back and Chris Chibnall was still on it, but Jodie had left, but Chris stayed on as a writer and all of this. If this was a Chris Chibnall episode, oh, I'm really going to say it. If it was a Chris Chibnall episode, most people wouldn't like the Star Beast, and I'm just saying how it is. Sorry. Yeah, but it also still would be worse written. No, it would be, but I'm just saying, like, because there's certain things, like, and as a yeah. Russell fan to my core, like, I've said before he is my religion like I love him so much it's just not it's just not quite there and I don't like that we're starting off on a negative note but it's our truth and it's how we feel um so if the opening is bad we can't yeah you can't pretend that it's no. good to start on a positive it's bad the opening's bad the opening is bad and also something I want to say now because it will come up later but like I felt that the pacing in this was just completely all over the place. Yeah, the pacing is like interesting. It's really interesting. Um when the pacing of all the specials is quite odd. Absolutely. In in my opinion. Except actually maybe except for the, the giggle actually. I, I don't mind the I know a lot of people have a, a, issues with the pacing of the giggle. I actually think it's quite handles everything it needs to handle actually quite well, but like even while yonder kind of rushes to an end. Um, I just can't help but feel that this episode... So to me, the Star Beast feels the most 60th special out of all of them, which is insane when you know what happens in the giggle. Do you know what I'm saying? But in terms of like, we're we're doing a tribute to this show, we're celebrating 60 years, it has all of the things, but it's, it's just not quite... Which is probably delivering. why it kind of sucks. Yeah, it's just not quite delivering. It's just because all anniversaries of... suck. I don't agree with that. You know, I don't agree with Point. that. You know, I love you the fiftieth. You know, I love that fucking episode. You know what I? You know that I think they're all boring, tepid fan wank. Um, 
that's going to be such a fun episode though because it's going to be like I love this you're going to be like yeah well I thought it was fucking shit <laughs> I don't even hate it I just like you know yeah cool action scenes in my in my doctor people using sonic screwdrivers as weapons is fun isn't it wow cool yay yay well anyway yay. I want to say something that I really love though and I would say something that I thought was throughout the, all of the specials, but especially in this episode, David and Catherine were back on form for me personally. Like, f- even though the opening isn't good, um, I really don't like the opening and you don't like the opening. Personally, for me, I just thought Catherine, I mean, Catherine Tate in this episode, she really fucking brought it. Like, she really said, yeah. I have bills that need to be paid. I heard <laughs> cut. No, you said cut. I heard cunt. That's what happened. Nice. Do you know what I mean? Good save there. Yeah. Do you know what I no mean? No one knows the fumble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, she saves the opening scene by being funny. Um, She's great. I mean, Rose! 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 What? What? I mean, that was so funny. That that was hilarious. I did love that. I can't lie. Yeah, like, she she saves it. My, my personal opinion, though... Uh, Actually, is that you know, yeah, of course they have good chemistry. They're going to have good chemistry. I'm not surprised that they have good chemistry. I do think they have a couple of spots in the episode where they do feel a bit not well performed. Person for me personally, the only actor who returns to Doctor Who who feels, or even is is new in the world of Doctor Who, who feels 100 percent committed to their performance and gives a stellar performance where I don't disbelieve a thing they say for a second. Is Jacqueline King as Sylvia? I have to agree. I have to agree, hundred percent. Yes, she's so just back in that role straight away, hundred percent. Like nothing's changed. She's the only one where there there is not a single moment where I go, eh. yeah. Everyone else, they just have a little moment. As much I love Yasmin Finney, there are a couple of moments where I go, maybe she's actually not that good at acting. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, oh. it's fine. You know. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. I love. I her. think no. I think what it is, right? No, because I look. I have to look. Right. Mm, right. I have to agree <laughs> with everything you just Good. said. I can't even lie. Like I, I really can't even. Like Jacqueline King really came, and it was like nothing had changed. No time had passed. But what had changed, though, obviously, was which something about the story that I really loved. Actually, was we didn't have to explain it. You can just see that Donna and Sylvia, their relationship has evolved so much and they are on the same level now. And Sylvia really is on Donna's level and like does all of that kind of condescending energy and all of that. We love growth. We love growth. She just she's just not bringing Donna down like she used to. And like you can tell that they talk on the same level and they're just they're just with it now, which I loved. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, and it makes sense as well, because surely, you know, you, you even though you don't, even though she never necessarily liked the Doctor, um, you know, to know that the, she's had that taken away from her. Yeah. You'd have to be exceptionally cruel to then be horrible to her. Exactly, exactly. And also just this family dynamic, I believed it wholeheartedly. Like, Sean, Rose, Donna, Sylvia, like, the love in that family is absolutely wild. And, like, you know... I think it's a good time to kind of talk about Rose's character because something that I really like, because there's, I think one of my favourite bits of the episode is literally, again, in that, there's like that conversation with Donna and Sylvia, but then it's like, you know, Rose has just come in the house with Donna after they were in Camden. They came home and obviously Rose was dead named. 
which caused a lot of ruckus, ruckus online, um, which I don't really understand. But anyway, I hate all you fucking people. Like, sorry, yeah, yeah no, literally, who, you know, who aren't even you know trans or non-binary, but hate seeing anything negative about queer people ever happen yeah. in media, and you're all boring as fuck. <laughs> I fucking hate you. No, it's it literally so bad. This is the thing. What I don't understand about that, because I mean, look again. It's part. It's part of the nature of these episodes. Is you know, people are going to say what they want to say, and I think what I found absolutely baffling was like, we can't just like, you can't always just have a character, and not have a bit of their struggle. And Rose's main struggle is coming to terms of her identity, right? And yeah, if Yasmin Finney was okay with that line and all of that stuff. As a trans woman, how is it problematic? I'm confused. How is it actually problematic? And also, well, yeah, it's not happening for no reason, is it? You know what I mean. You're not, and you're not meant to side with the characters. Like it really, you know, it just it really it doesn't matter. It just I just didn't understand all of that uproar. But then, like I say, so the bit that I really loved was when yeah, Rose has gone to the shed, and. Sylvia is talking to Donna and it just felt very natural this conversation where she where she was just like oh I just said she looked gorgeous is that the right thing to say I don't know and then Sylvia accidentally slipped up with Rose's pronouns and then but the thing is like they are trying and they love her so much and they are putting their all into Rose and it's just like Donna being a lioness that's something that Russell said on Unleashed which I've really been enjoying by the way I love Unleashed um and Russell said Donna Noble being a lioness, like this this mother that is so loving and so passionate about her daughter. It's so lovely to see. And I have to agree, like just these really realistic kind of representations of like, you know, there's this new dynamic in the family. There's a new thing going on. And they're just handling it with so much care and respect. Do you know what I mean? I just really like that. Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice. It's really nice and refreshing, I think. With Rose... I love Rose and I'm so I think we're literally just seeing the surface of what she's about to be because we know that she's now going to be in the new series slay love that um there's the line when Meep is in the living room and the doctor assumes that the Meep goes by um he him pronouns right and then Rose says oh you're just assuming that the Meep is is a he you know assuming he uh, he in pronouns and the doctor's like oh yeah you know oh actually well you know are you he she they you know and at first when I heard it I was like that was a bit of a clunky line and it is a bit of a clunky line but you know what I loved Russell basically just went if you don't like it yeah it ain't for you and you need to click off it's I'm here I'm queer it's happening it's a thing because the language needs to be heard and you know taken in because a lot of people just assume that it's just like we're gonna be quiet about it and it's like no no yeah i mean yeah yeah like gender neutral language doesn't really exist in this country and i don't mean that in the way where people are like you know that is not a real word it's which which it is you're just fucking idiot Uh, what i mean (laughs) is is that the the default piece of gender neutral language uh at least in in english-speaking countries uh is always he because um, we, uh, oh God, um, oh misogynistic. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and like that is a very yeah. real thing that would happen is is people just assuming, you know. And again, I think it's just the it's the baggage that goes along with it, right? You know what I mean? I don't even necessarily think it's a particularly funky line. I think it's just you have the baggage of going, you know, ugh, people make jokes about assuming pronouns all the time. The phrase assume with the phrase pronoun just sounds horrible because I know that this is a thing that is a joke and it just sounds, you know, it gets the back of your 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 neck you know, the hairs on the back of your neck standing up because you just sort of go like, oh, like, you know, how, like, the people I'm watching this with, how are they going to feel about that? Like, you know, because it's such it's such a thing, you know. I had to watch, I had to watch, and he, he will never listen to this, so I don't mind saying it, I had to watch Wild Blue Yonder with, you know, a fucking idiot who, you know, thinks that recasting, you know, white people with, with, with actors of Asian descent is, you know, some kind of heresy against, you know, Oh, here we go, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just madness. And don't worry, I told him he was a prick. Um, Good, yeah. But you know, that. these people, these these people exist. These people exist. It happens, you know. So it's a very, it can just get very, oh, sometimes because you're not hundred percent sure how it's going to be received, and you know that's probably partly our fault. You know, we shouldn't be so defensive, but you have to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that makes that phone moment feel clunkier than it is. Now I know it happens. It's fine. Just watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Enjoy it for the little moment that it is. I think, no, I think that's a really good observation, actually. I think that's literally why, because, yeah, because we're so defensive. We're so defensive of these things. And it's like, you know, it, and Rose Rose said the correct thing. She said the correct thing. She was like, you just assumed meets pronouns, which is true. You did. You did. You know what I mean? Again, like sounds freaking... like a joke when you say it, but, you know, it, it's, you know, it's yeah. true. It's true. It's. I mean, Jesus Christ. When BB-8 was a thing, they, people were just like so obsessed with giving BB-8 a pronoun. It's like, it's a robot that rolls around. It's a ball. It's a ball that moves. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. And like everyone's guilty of it. You know what I mean? I would, I would, I would without, without thought, I would call R2-D2 him. Why? Yeah. It's just a, yeah, just yeah. a metal and blue trash can. It's literally just a trash can. <laughs> and, so, you know, you know, I, but you know, anyway, I I love BB-8. Would die for BB-8. You know who I also would die for? The Meep. Shirley Ambingham. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh no. Hold on. Wait. Yes. O- always Sh- Shirley. Wow. I have no words. Perfection. The best part of the episode. Bye. Bye. Yeah, Bye. I was really really glad she came back in. The giggle, and it looks like she's coming back in series fourteen because she's fun. She's oh, a she's new really character. Yeah, and I really because I, I always loved I loved Ruth Madeley from Years and Years. Yeah, loved her in Years and Years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was very glad. Again, I think her first sort of couple of scenes are like, well, the, the first time she interacts with the Doctor is a bit weirdly executed, but you know, um, generally she's the best character in the episode. She, I mean, she's just an incredible actress, first of all, and I think secondly, I just think. It, I like that we've got a fresh new character who is, she, you can tell she's going to be a regular from now on, which is wonderful. And I just think, she, yeah, she, she's just one of those actors where it's like, she could be on the screen for 10 seconds and I'd be like, ugh, slay. <laughs> like, imagine like stealing the whole scene. Imagine. <laughs> but again, I don't want to be like, yeah, this is, this is badly done. But the scene in my mind that, that sticks out as being the most awkward is, uh, is when, she like she dismisses the doctor yeah 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 she goes go on you shift you know whatever valid but then watches him leave 
Like, but she I just know. told him to go because yeah. she yeah. was going to investigate something. <laughs> so why she's in the next scene? And it's also and it's a shame that that happens as well because like it's the cuntiest way a man has ever entered a truck. Let me tell you that. It's like, so oh yeah, it's oh, so good. Yeah. And I'm confused why she's there the whole time. I'm like, no, no, no. This shouldn't be. This shouldn't be distracting me from David's little, you know, run, climb, and cross leg down on a chair. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's so but good. It is because she's not meant to be there. Odd. No, it's yeah. So there's a lot of like those little like kind of like blocking things where it's like, okay, sure. That's um, blocking is bad. That's it. Bad is that what you're looking blocking for? Bad. Blocking. Yeah. I think um, it might be the blocking. I think it's the blocking. I think that's. I think that's what it is. Like even the first scene when she meets the doctor and he's like kind of sat there and you know she kind of like enters the scene and you know it's shot like a reveal but we don't know you know it's all just there's like a pan over to her and I'm like why why are we doing this we just do it in like a wide or a mid what's all that it just feels weird I don't know it's the blocking for sure that's absolutely what it is I think it's the blocking um, the blocking um. I actually just want to say, while we're here, really quickly, I want to just mention David real quick. So obviously, David Tennant's back. Uh, heard of it? When? Heard of her? <laughs> heard of her? Um, I love David in these specials. Uh, I love 14 a lot, actually. I th- didn't realise just how much I'd love 14. Because he's 10, but without the whiny, weird... Problematic bits. Slay. Yeah, Slay. I like I I do kind of miss some of the fire and the fury, but you know. Yeah. You know, but like I, like I like my doctor to be a dick. You know that. Do you know what 14 is? And I know people are gonna go, oh, of course you said that. Don't care. Get out of here. He's the girly pop version. Come on. I need to. I don't care. Get out of here. Oh. <laughs> He's the girly pop version. He's a girly pop. He's a girly pop. But you know, you know, I like my I like my spiky doctors. If you said to me, you know, who are your favourite doctors? You know, my inbuilt responses always it's a toss up between one, seven, and nine because they have hearts of gold, but they can also be very, very nasty. But all of that is erased by my love of the fifteenth doctor. Uh, but that's for another time. That's for another time. Uh, can't wait. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, no, I just so good. Why is he so good? He's so good. Um, why? Oh man. Why is he so good though? Like it's. Bizarre. It's like he's built in a lab to play Doctor Who. It's really weird. Save it. So, okay. So, continuing on from things we love, let's get to the meep. I'm sorry. I can't hold it in anymore. It must, it must be spoken about. I would die <laughs> for the meep. And you probably would. Yeah. Because the meep would either kill you or the meep would, I don't know, infect you with solar psychedelia. And you know what? I'd be happy to take anything the meat for. We are meat sympathizers, you know. He's the, the best guy one. around. What about the you know what the people he killed? One murder. Whatever the bloody meme goes, I don't know. That that's wow, incredible. That gives him a great back and forth, you know. No, I know, I know. I fucked yeah. it up. Anyway, anyway, it's it's. <laughs> Not as good as the, and I, I can't remember the person who made it, so, you know, no credit goes to you. But if you did, hi, thank you, it's funny. The best thing to come out of this was the edit I, the, that person made on Twitter that I sent you of uh, 
uh, it, it starts like a, it has the Torchwood opening credits. It's then Meep doing my immaculate impression of to hell with this and pulling out the little blaster. Uh, and then a shot of Gwen and Yanto just firing assault rifles. And then it cuts to credits and it's really funny. It was <laughs> so funny. It took me out. Like all of the Meep fan edits, the fan cams, I've cried at all of them. <laughs> all of them. Um, the bit that always gets me, and even again watching it last night, it was it was when Meep was like, please be my friend. Why would you be my friend? Be my friend. I cry every time, even though it's fake. 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 The Meep oh, gets me every I like, time. I like the scream that the Meep lets out when Rose takes the stuffing out of the... Yeah. The, yeah. The, ah! yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Meep's like, you, you ripped its tummy out. It's so... <laughs> Miriam Margulies, the woman you are, the only woman to ever exist, first of all, my lesbian queen. I mean, we all knew the meep was evil, right? But even in the episode, right? Literally, I mean, I'm one of those people that always forgets things and like I never see the things coming because I'm um I I'm an idiot, I guess. I don't know. But it's like when the meep goes, Ah, oh, to hell with this. I was like You what? So no, you get lost in the storytelling. I do. Absolutely. Like it, it, no, I really get lost in it. And it was like when the meat was like, oh, to hell with this, which just, oh, the delivery. Oh, the delivery. So good. I, I literally went, oh, no. Like, literally, I was shocked. I was I was like, oh, <laughs> what? She's, she's just like eating all the time, Miriam. Is so good. Yeah. At, she's, she's so good at the cuteness, but she's also so good at the evilness. It's so, I want to oh. see the complete unedited footage of her recording those lines. Me too. Um, because, you know, there's so much swearing. Oh, yeah, like, oh, fucking hell. It's a fucking nightmare. (laughs) Which is not how she sounds at all, but yeah. Um. No, 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 but no, you know that, um, basically, there's a really famous meme of her in a swimsuit, and she, like, nearly slipped over in a pool, and she's like, oh, it's a fucking nightmare. Like, she says it like that. It's so great. You need to seek it out, Elliot and everyone else. So You know, the one I I always think of is the, yeah, is the, the... Radio show of her meeting is like Jeremy Hunt, and she's like, "Yeah, what I wanted to say was fuck you," but you just can't say that. <laughs> you fucking bastard! <laughs> I just, oh, I love her. I love her so much, and yeah, she's amazing. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, with the meep, right? I think what I found the most impressive, actually, as much as you know. Miriam is just so good at the the voice and everything, but the practical mixed with the visual effects. So again, on Unleashed, have you heard of it? Um, <laughs> um, they actually built a meep, like multiple meeps, and it's fantastic. Looks absolutely fantastic. But then they just did a little bit of practical effects on the face, and it's so good. It just works, and. There's so much of that in the specials, especially with the practical and the visual effects mixed together. Like the Wrath Warriors, that was another one where they, I mean, the Wrath Warriors, I think, look fantastic. I don't know about you, but I loved their design. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Like the meat looks amazing. The Wrath Warriors look fantastic. Um, I'm trying to think of like other that are, in, that are in the specials. But I mean, obviously, you get the goblins in Church and Ruby Rose that look incredible. Again, that's what I want from a budget is I want like still kind of cheap looking CGI, but I want all of the creatures to be like prac builds with like CGI enhancements. And it's cool. Man. But that's what we're getting. Man, we've been fed, haven't we? Haven't we? We have. My stomach is so full. 
I, 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 I've just been fed by, the, you know, the whole Bad Wolf Studios. Thank you for all of your services. Um, Jesus Christ. I mean, again, and the, I mentioned the Sonic earlier, you know. As much as I personally wanted more of an intro to the Sonic, I mean, I love the design of the Sonic a lot. And the new features, which I hope are here to stay, I love. I mean, my favourite feature is the kind of force field, the shield that the Doctor drew. Yeah, like if you're going to have the Sonic, at least have it do things, you know. And just the idea of having LED displays is so good as well, you know. Because yeah. right now they don't have to read it off like a little monitor that's actually not there. That you can't uh, see. That just isn't that you there. Can't see. Yeah. So it's completely pointless. You know, it, it's good. It, yeah, I like it. It makes it actually feel like a practical tool. And, you know, the force fields aren't indestructible, so they can't just be used to get out of scenarios. You know, you can't. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You can't just draw, you can't just draw a force field, and you, you know, because they will just be destroyed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not a. They're not a. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, I can't think of the plot term. But you know what I mean. No, I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. It's. it's... And I, I I will say that whole scene in the corridor was fantastic. And I mean, RIP to Donna's house. Yeah, especially because it's, it's, yeah, the Doctor's at the end of the giggle. Spoilers. But, you know, what's going on there? Um, what's going on there? But but yeah, it's probably my favourite scene quince in the episode. It has some of the best lines and it's really fun. Yeah. I like the pacing of all this stuff. Yeah, no, it was really, really good. Something I don't want this episode to be without, we have to talk about this, I think, is... With Donna coming back, the way it was done. So I truly, and I'm saying this from my chest, I really, really mean this wholeheartedly. I really don't care. And I mean this really. I don't care that the whole thing with Donna forgetting the Doctor was resolved like that. Don't care. I'm so happy with how that was resolved. Even though it was rushed and it was like, oh, okay, we're just, you know, we're letting go and that's it. Play, you know. And I get, but the thing is though, I do get why people are upset about it. Like, oh, you know, that really beautiful emotional end in series four. And it's just kind of been undone with all of this stuff. And it's like, yeah. But I like it, so. <laughs> the reasoning um, that I like to take from it is there's that line from David uh, when, right towards the end, where... She's like, well, all this other stuff's been resolved, but why did your face come back? And he's like, I don't know, does there have to be a reason? Yeah. No, no, there doesn't. Sometimes yeah, we just have It really fun. doesn't. But it really doesn't have to be. And I know that everyone likes to get all their little theory brains in a twist and they're like, you know, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Sometimes it's just fun, isn't it? Yeah. And, but the thing is, as well, though, what makes me laugh about that is that it has, it has actually been explained. Like, in the past, it was said that, like, you know, the curator, right? Who is the doctor? The curator in the 50 have said, sometimes I like to revisit the old favourites. Boom. It was literally answered 10 years ago. Never explained how many of the other anniversary specials happen. They all just kind of happen. Like, it doesn't matter. No, I can't even lie. Elliot and I are in our feels like, about this because the fandom has been pissing us off recently. Like, the amount of shit people are saying. The things that people complain about that first haven't happened yet, and second of all, are so silly. It's like, like I just I was never I just never was never big into law, so I just don't care. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't like I don't like deeping things. I just don't really get it. Like whenever I see people complain about how thing like why something happens in a movie, like you know, you, Damn Little Nose is here, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, is 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 the Last Jedi. Um, I mean, when when I see people like you know, 
why why did you know why 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 had no one ever done the holdo maneuver before you know how had no one thought of that i'm like oh probably because no one had ever written it in a star wars movie before probably that's why yeah it's just that's i think that's the reason there's no there doesn't need to be plot explanation for everything you people are fucking boring sometimes it's because a writer hadn't thought of something until that movie and then they do it and that's all there is to it and if you can't have fun with that consider this sometimes it's cool as shit to do things yeah and things should just be cool yeah that's it and that's it you know and that's it Babe, do you know what's so funny is like literally for years and years and years when people people weren't enjoying the show, people were saying, "Oh, bring David Tennant back, bring Ross Two Davies back." They did that, and you're still mad. So you just can't be pleased. Do you know what I mean? It's really boring yeah, now. Like, no one's ever going to be happy, yeah. And nothing is beyond criticism. But you know, I'm here for criticizing things about an episode that I didn't like that I thought didn't work, not about making things up in my head to get angry at. I think what I found really funny about the community at the minute, and especially with, with like this episode, for example, is like, it's genuinely like, again, we're not, we, we don't love it. The two of us don't love it. But we, we realise that it's fun. It did the job. And we're just happy that Doctor Who is back. And, you know, Russell's back. And let's just, Let's just enjoy the positivity. Do you know what I mean? It's just, um, yeah, I just can't. But like... Sorry, I just, I also think sometimes, you know, when we say that, you know, we'd never encourage just liking a brand because it's a brand that you like, you know, and nothing is ever beyond beyond criticism. But I think that there's a difference between, again, like I was saying, yeah, this didn't really work for us, you know, but we're not going to sit and whine about it because, you know, that it's happened. Um, versus you know people who literally they make it their business to just almost there there are there are just groups and groups of people who make it their business to get upset. At, yeah, at Doctor Who. Um, regardless of what happens, you know. Yeah. Anyway, back on track. <laughs> back on track. So last few points because not not yeah. a lot actually happened. Sorry, like no, not, not, actually not really. They sort of run around a control room, don't they, <laughs> for a bit? Well, here's the thing. So that control room. What I find really funny is in the one of the trailers or like a clip that was released months ago. I forget before the specials came out. Everyone was like, "Oh, that's part of Jodie's TARDIS." I fully thought, I was like, "Oh, that's part of the TARDIS." It fully isn't. No, I thought you were going to say that. Like most people thought it was from Wild Blue Yonder. I thought it was from Wild Blue Yonder as well. No, yes, actually that as well. I would um, assume it was from Wild Blue Yonder. Yeah, no, because I think they actually did say that was part of it in one of the trailers but we were duped whatever um but something that you know really lovely so at the end right what i really loved was obviously when the doctor donna is back and like i said i don't care how easy the solution was i really don't like it you know the passed down inheritance with rose all of that i just it just put a smile on my face i was like i love i love i love donna being happy i love donna actually you know having a good outcome because i love her and and I just like, I like when my girlies stay winning. Do you know what I mean? And I love that, that there was like these code words that kind of activated the Dr. Donna. It was very, it was giving Bucky Barnes. It was giving the Winter Soldier. I was here for it. For, for me, it was, for me, it was giving, and, and uh, this is, it's positive because this actually has a reason. But for me, it was giving blossomiest blossom. Yes. Because it was a very pelican, cliff top breeze. Yeah. 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 
It, yeah, no, it was really, but then, you know, binary, binary. And the way I thought, and again, this is me being naive, the way I thought Donna was fully about to die, even though we've seen clips of her from other episodes, I sat there crying. I was like, they're killing Donna. Like literally my partner was looking at me like, oh my God, she's about to lose her shit. I was literally distraught. I was like, they're going to kill Donna Noble. They're going to kill her. Oh my God. And then when she woke up, I was like, I'm so stupid. <laughs> and then everyone fell for it at the end of Wildly Yonder. As I did. I was like, no, but the thing is, everyone thought that Donna was going to die. I thought Donna was going to die at some point. And I'm, I'm so glad she didn't. Spoiler. But I'm so glad that she didn't. Um, I mean, I would, I would have been surprised just because of the amount of amount of Rusty Davis being like, you know, oh, and that's when this bad thing happens to die. Yeah, it was so yeah, yeah, purposefully yeah. done that I'd be like, oh, if she actually has a very sad ending, that will be a really weird way to have told people. Yeah. No, I know. But I am naive, babe. I, I, I'm nothing if not naive. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, and, you know, the whole thing with, so, with the whole, with, with Rose kind of inheriting the shared inheritance, going down the bloodline. So she had the kind of, you know, she she also inherited the Doctor Donna. What what's it called? I forget the. Uh... I mean, I suppose. Oh, I, I, it's it's. I don't know. Is it is it Metacrisis? Is that the, the Metacrisis? The Metacrisis. Yes. Oh, for God's sake! Metacrisis, Doctor. We got there. We got there. The Metacrisis. So all of that. And I like how it is very silly, but I like how when, like I said earlier, with the, you know, male presenting timeline will never understand. You know, we can just let it go. Slay. I love it. We yeah. we know Again, everything, and you know nothing. Like <laughs> I like that. I really like that moment. I love that moment. I think it's really nice. I like it. And Sean just watching his two, uh, the two women in his life that he loves so much, just fucking, just being so beautiful and taking up space, and it's so lovely. And he's just like, I'm just a man. And again, I'm just a man. Have, <laughs> you can have your own opinions on it. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily qualified to talk about it. Um, you know, neither, neither of us are, uh, and people feel very different ways about you know sort of the revelations of Rose's character. But hearing the words binary, binary, non-binary, uh, then followed Thank by you. the you know, Time Lord is man, woman, um, you know, and whatever it is, and like you know, and yeah. everything in between. Yeah, it's um, just every, all of that, all of that is is magical to me personally because it's how I it's you know again it's very it's very it's going to be very personal, isn't it? You know, if it like. But it's how I it's how I choose to view my own gender is not this sort of it's not a secret third thing, you know. It's not a you know it's a sort of existing on a higher plane of understanding of human comprehension. Yeah, it's um, it's beautiful. You know, it's actually I've really beautiful. Transcend, yeah. I've transcended the need for your gender constructs. That's you know. So hearing yeah. a character in a mainstream TV show talk about that is fucking sick as fuck. It's sick as fuck, and I love it. It's just oh, and honestly, this episode was low key for the queers. I mean, all of it, 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 all of it was. I mean, all the specials were, but something that was especially, especially queer coded for me was the coffee machine on the TARDIS. That is so bisexual coded. That is so tote bag girly, oat milk latte coded. All of that. I mean, we've spoken about how we feel about the new TARDIS before. Um, it's actually grown on me a hell of a lot. The TARDIS reveal at first. I, we both said, didn't we? Very sparse, very bare. Don't know how I feel about it. As soon as it changes from harsh white lighting, it looks fine. 
Yeah, and also when Shooty Gat was standing in it, it, you know, pfft. yeah, obviously, blah, yeah. Blah, 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 you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I've actually really loved the new Tardis. I can't even lie. Like, I actually really, really love it, and also for all the other reasons which we'll get into in the giggle and stuff. But you know, but again, like I watched it and I went, oh yeah, okay, not yeah, uh, yeah not overly fond of that. And then moved on with my life. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's just not. Oh yeah, it's not that deep. It's not that deep. Um, but yeah, and. Babe, let me ask you this before we get into the wrap-up. Do you not love that at the end of this episode, you know, they could have done a lovely little transition, if you will, into the next thing or whatever, but they did the most basic but incredible cliffhanger. You know, the, we could be going anywhere in time and space. And you're like, oh, I roll. But it's the fact that Donna dropped coffee on the console and then went... Oh my god, I did it again. <laughs> she didn't even drop coffee. She's like she's like gesturing with her coffee hand. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> again, it reminds oh, me man. it reminds me of the, the way that she throws that cup of coffee reminds me of the way that in Partners in Crime when they're doing the miming and she does the, the like with the fun, yeah. But the yeah, it just so reminds good. me of that. It's so good. Yeah, and you know so that that's like good. it's not it's probably not my favourite line, but you know that it's one of my favourite lines is the yeah, is the oh my god, I did it again. Did it again. It might be the funniest thing that yeah. Catherine Tate's ever said. I think it's the funniest thing she's ever done. That is the peak of her <laughs> career is that moment. It's so good the the way she says it and everything. But um But she has so many good lines in this and my favourite lines are gonna be f- clogged with things oh, yeah. that she says. Oh yeah. You know, Donna Noble is the boss, but also who is the boss? We'll wait and see. Ay, Donna ay. Noble has slayed. <laughs> Donna Noble has slayed in the library. In the, library. <laughs> the library. The library found dead in a ditch. <laughs> so we are at the wrap up where we talk about our standout moment. What didn't work? Almost doctory moment. The new segment, very fresh. The best pronunciation, the best David Tennant pronunciation of the episode, and our favourite quotes. Elliot, as always, going right over to you. Standout moment slash moments from the Star Beast. This is probably quite hard because I don't know if there was like a there was no moment that I'm like ah oh, that's the that's the moment I would rewatch this episode for. Um. But I do think the I think the escape from the house, crossing the lofts is very fun. It's just you get it's nice when it slows down before that you get some good character stuff and then you know you get one of my favorite. I don't want to call it a trope, but like learning about characters through action scenes is always a fun way to do character stuff and yeah, it's just enjoyable to watch that moment. Uh, and you know, uh, I enjoy you know. This is like screwdriver. It's good at one thing. It's resonating concrete, and then you know, Sean can't help but be a man and be like, "Well, actually, it's mortar." I love Sean. Fun, I love fun Sean. Stuff. Not a favorite line, but just fun stuff. <laughs> I just love Sean, honestly. Um, yeah. No, I, I really like that as well. I love, I love all the stuff in the house. Oh my god, my house! You know, what I mean, like, I mean, Donna, I feel you, babe. But also, you did give away so much money, you stupid woman. So, I'm sorry, not, I just couldn't. Aliens, not real. There's a bloody Martian in the shed. It's so good, uh, so good. Um, love her, love Donna Noble. Oh, actually, sorry, you know? I just oh yeah, I was gonna, just going to slip in probably, but my actual probably standoutest moment okay. of all that house stuff 
is the moment when Sylvia's doing all of the, you know, like, oh no, you know, the the meep's not there. You can't you can't see it. It's not real. And then the doctor like knocks on the door and is like, you know, is like, let me in. The way Sylvia turns and goes, you is Actually, so, that's pretty she good. looks like she's going to sprint at that door with so yeah. much fury. I love it. Close second to doctor be... found dead in the mm-hmm. ditch. <laughs> Close second to be Donna speaking so loudly that the doctor can hear her about ten doors away on a random street in London. Um, <laughs> Honestly, though, me like that's, that's how I find me. your house. Yeah, that is how you find my house because I'm just like ah, <laughs> slay boots, gag and goodle, doodle, yeah, like just, and then you just yeah. you're like, oh, there she is. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, my standout moment is probably a bit of a cop out because it is um, anything and everything to do with the meep. Fair. Meep, 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 meep. How have we not done that yet? How? And how is every how? time it's in the episode? How is it funny every time? It's absolute gags. It's gags. Yeah, when they're sneaking through the houses and the meeps just like crawling past meep, that meep. guy listening to music on the sofa. Just meep, meep. What didn't work for you in the Star Beast then? Um, I mean, I guess if I if I had to pick a scene, I suppose it would be Camden, but. I mean, yeah. just you know, the blocking, just the general direction. I just don't. It's not good or particularly well thought out, um, or interesting or exciting or good, um, <laughs> and kind of lets it down. Again, I think the script flows not perfectly, but relatively well and is cohesive. But it's directed in such a way that makes it feel almost incomprehensible. I have to agree with you on some of that. I mean, I personally really love Rachel's work, you know, but I do think this episode. I don't know what was going on. I. I mean, I, I, I've not bit... re-watched any Rachel Talale episode for a very long time, so I don't know how I feel about the rest of her material. Mm. Yeah. But based on this, I'm like, maybe she's not that good. Well, we'll find out when we get to series nine? Yeah, series nine. Yeah, when I've got to watch Heaven Sent or whichever it is. Yeah, that one. The um, most pretentious, boring episode Doctor Who ever made. Anyway, sorry, carry on. I don't agree, but anyway, we keep it moving. Um... What didn't work for me was... Yeah. Now, this is a big one for me, actually. I can't even lie. I really can't even lie about this. Donna's memory being triggered so many times and nothing happening. Like, I obviously, <laughs> I get why they had to kind of do this, but it's it's really silly because it's like, in the end of time, Donna sees the master, right? Like, everyone turns into the master and she sees a few little bits and bobs that aren't even that Doctor-related, but she really... She, you know, her head's about to burn and she's, she nearly died. She nearly died in the end of time. I think we've argued about this before, though, because I maintain that, you know, uh, when when that happened at the end of time, it had been like a couple months since she had her mind I know. wiped. And it's now been 15 years. And you also just get that line from the Doctor as well, when Sylvia's like, you know, oh, you know, you said if, if she sees you, she'll die. He's like, well, I said remember me. That's different. <laughs> No, but I know that. But then there's bits where it's like, this is a sonic screwdriver. And it's like, you know, things like that. And like, and the doctor just, the thing is, the doctor was so anal about Donna never finding out about anything and being like, you can't tell it, she'll die, she'll die. And then in the episode, he was like, well, you know, I don't know. I just, I thought that was very silly. I thought that was very, very silly. I just personally, I really didn't like that because I was like, oh, come on. She would have like, literally her head would have been blown off by now. This is ridiculous. But anyway, Whatever. That's how I feel about it. Disagree. Well, that's how I feel. So, pack off. Pad enough. Good. You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. But anyway, uh, most doctory moment. 
Uh, ooh. Um, I mean, there's quite a few, isn't there? Um, there's a lot in this. I had to really think. Um, I'm going to say that if I could associate 10's uh, Doctor specifically, or 10's Doctor, 10's Doctor specifically, whether yeah. it's 10 or 14, um, I am going to say probably the cunty little way he sits in the back of that lorry. No, actually, you're so valid. Yes. It's a little little jog and, you know, whatever. But there are so many good moments. I mean, just like, I don't know how David can say things the exact same way that he used to. When when you yeah. find out that Kate is, like, paying for Wilf to be kept in a home, and mm-hmm. he just go, he just goes, he goes, oh, Kate Lethbridge Stewart's looking after Wilford. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. It's like, how yeah. can you say brilliant the same way you were able to say brilliant, like, like, 20 years ago that is absurd it's absurdly incredible i david yeah. tennant the only man um <laughs> so yeah I there's loads him. of little moments like that but yeah laurie sitting so girly pop i told you he is the girly pop doctor um for me the most doctory moment is really specific and for me this was like the only proper answer in my opinion this was like the only one that i could say which was when they're in the little rocket thing with uh, uh, 14 and Donna in the little room, the rocket thing, I don't know what to call it, but that room, that blue room, and he's just climbing yep. the walls, trying to reach things. He's full on just cl- like a spider climbing on the walls. And I was like, <laughs> there, I was like, there's my boy. There's my boy. There he is. And I've missed, I've missed RTD technical jargon. Oh, me too. Oh my going, God. Yeah, we're going to flip the hyperflatic extrapolator. Like, what does that yeah. even mean? But I love it. Yeah. It's so fun. Um, what's your favourite pronunciation of the episode? Oh, that feels good to say. Love does, a new segment. And I get to have the first answer of a new segment. It always makes me feel good. And for yeah. me, there's only one right answer, and I'm going to have to give the quote its full context. Um, to yes. Prepare for a slight performance. <clears throat> it's it's you know, Doctor. There's one word for you: jammy, jam, on toast. Yeah. Yeah. Love the way, love the way he says, on toast, on toast, toast. Very good. Oh, it comes brilliant. out of nowhere. Very good. Jam on toast. That's so. Your answer is the correct answer. I'm going to give another one just to be different. There are many, many good ones in this. There are, but I really like it when he goes, "It's working." <laughs> He's yeah. so excited, and it's really cute, and I love it. Maybe close second would be the, uh, you know, the, the, the sort of just the 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 shriek that he lets out when he jumps up and down on the spot about the TARDIS. It's gorgeous! Ah! Oh, so cute, so cute. That's us when a new B and M figure set gets released. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Except half the time yeah, it isn't because it's always remade stuff. But anyway, whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> so favorite quote. Slash quotes. Elliot, babe. Oh. Here we go. How much, oh, here. how much time have you got? We got we, we, we've got time for this. Let's go. Go on. Yeah. Go on, darling. Go, go on, darling. Okay, let's go um, tit for tat. You go first. But if I'm speaking my truth, the one that always makes me laugh the most whenever I hear it, and it was the same first time around when it was broadcast, and I don't know why, and I can't even do the, the, the delivery of the line justice. It's just when Donna says we could sell Mad Paddington there. For a million quid. Just the phrase Mad Paddington is so good. And the way that she delivers the phrase Mad Paddington just sends me every time I hear it. It's um, so good, isn't it? It's so good. Oh. 
Bad, I love bad. Catherine Tate. I don't know why that, I don't know why that's so funny. I just, I just love Catherine Tate. It gets me. <laughs> but um, I have many, many more. Okay, so I'm just going to say it. Uh, we've said it already, but I'm going to say it, and I'm sorry because you've got it written down. Definitely is. Oh no, I've done it again. Just. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't even write it down just out of the fact that I. Just, oh, okay, fine. It was it was such a given, you know. Yeah, I had to have it written down. Yeah. but there we go. Anyway, I yeah. Give us your other one. Um, I mean, I mean, honestly, I could just keep going. Uh, another underrated one that I really like that really makes me laugh is just the when Rose asks to come along in the TARDIS. She goes, "No, no, because you'll end up on Mars with Chaucer and a robot shark, and that's actually happened." And then just the way the <laughs> ten, just uh, the way the fourteen, just kind of goes, "Yep, yep." So, so yeah, yep. that's actually happened. Yeah, so brilliant. Mars, Chaucer, so brilliant. robot shark. <laughs> Big finish. Currently scrambling to write that story as we speak i need to see it um <laughs> really quick if we were going to do uh a tate pronunciation as in catherine tate pronunciation mine would be neris that viper <laughs> in the nest <laughs> oh my yeah i don't know my so yeah, good. mine are... Mine would probably be, uh, I don't know, because I quite, mine would probably be the, you know, there's a bloody Martian in the shed, because that's quite Oh, good. that's pretty good, yeah. I also do quite like the get off me, you space rat. Rat. You and rat. Just the, just the, it talks. Uh, <laughs> all of that's so good. Oh, anyway, um, speaking of Donna, my next favourite quote um, yeah. is, Donna Noble is descending I love it. I need that on a t-shirt. I need that on a t-shirt. I mean, because hand in hand with that, I hadn't written it down, but I do also like the, you know, like the, but if anybody gives you trouble, I will be there and I will, I will descend. So good. Very Lioness. Very good. Lioness. So good. Um, What's your other um, one? I mean, uh, again, I've got about three. Um, okay. <laughs> I love, again, underrated but goes hand in hand with something that I also love from like previous like David Tennant stories I just like the the cryptic I hate that yeah fun Fun. it's so fun it's so good we love calling ourselves out it's fun love it (laughs) really quick already said it but my other one is we know everything thanks and you know nothing (laughs) Love that. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I love. Uh, again, yeah, I suppose not a line. It's it's multiple lines, but I love the you know the Sean walking back in and all the chaos. She's going, something smells good. Tuna Madras, meep meep. So good. <laughs> I don't know. Meep, meep. Sylvia's exasperated look as she just points and goes Tuna Madras, and then just enunciated with a meep meep. Is. I yeah. I love this show. Love. I I love this. Flipping TV show so much. <laughs> I really do. I really do. Um, so my last quote is Um, we are binary, she's not, because the doctor's male and female, and neither, and more. I love it. Lovely. Just beautiful. Yeah. I'm and, glad and you wrote and it down because I bungled that earlier. Well no, it's the way <laughs> I like lo- I love the way Yasmin Finney says and neither, and more. Just like the way she kind of says it. I don't know, I really love the way she delivers that line. It's really beautiful. So good. So, so good. It is. The regeneration effect on her is amazing, by the way. Like, oh, yeah, for that. sure. She looks stunning. 
We, I mean, we mentioned it earlier, like, you know, again, some of her reactions were a little bit off. Like, when the ship crashes and she's like, oh, my God, and it's a bit off. But yeah, I, so overall... I, I was being flippant when I was saying maybe yeah. she's bad. She's not, but, like, there are a couple of times where, yeah, she's just a bit like, wow. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but there's other bits where she's doing phenomenal, so... Exactly, yeah. Just thought I'd clarify that. But anyway, quote, babe. Um, I've just actually gone for a bit of a soppy one. I don't know. I just quite like the. Oh, uh, go on. Oh no, I I like when when um when fourteen asks Donna why she got rid of the lottery money, and she's because out there there are people who are in danger or in pain and who live in fear, and I could help. It just sort of felt like the thing that he'd do. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Because like, there's so much speculation oh. about why they don't have money. And, you know, I, I like, there was obviously some theories about, you know, maybe, you know, paying for, like, Rose's transition and things like that. Yeah, Which yeah, yeah. is good. Not quite 160 billion worth, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know. Um, but I, I would, that would have been a, a good line. But I, yeah, I just like that she just, get, she gave it all away. She gave it to charity because there are people yeah. who need it better than she does. I yeah. love that. Um, so what are you giving the Star Beast out of five, babe? Because don't get it twisted. We are going to rank all three in order at the end of the giggle. But right now, out of five, the Star Beast. Um, look, as much as I'm as as complaining about it, I think it's it, it's fine. And to mark how much it's fine, oh, I've given it a 2.5. Okay. Like, exactly half marks. It's, it's, it's not even worth kind of getting annoyed about how bad some of it is. I just kind of go... Eh, it's a shrug of an episode for me. Sure. Sure. So, Fair half marks. Yeah, just... Eh. I've been a bit more generous than you have. Fair. Um, Because overall, when I'm in the episode, I'm engaged, I am following, I'm not really thinking about, like, I'm, I'm not checked out at all. I'm fully in there. It's just there's a few elements, quite a few elements that don't gel. But, Overall, for me, it's a three and a half out of five. Fair. Yeah. It's, it's you know, I will be watching this again many, many times, you know, and having a good time. But there are bits where I'm just like, I don't know, but I can forgive it. Well, yeah. And I mean, the good news is, you know, if you don't like the negativity and you thought, you know, oh, God, you know, they'll be really negative about that. It's the worst one of of Wobbly on the, of the Giggle and of Church on Ruby Road. So we can only go up from here. And I can't stress, I really, I don't actually have, I really don't have much negativity about Wobbly on the Church on Ruby Road or the Giggle. Um, Save it. Which might not be true on a rewatch, but at the moment, nothing bad to say. Really? Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but well, anyway, all right, no. then. Uh, oh, wow. No, honestly, so much more fun to come. Um, Stay tuned, everybody, because uh, we just scratched the surface, man. We've just scratched the surface. We're back. We're well oiled. We're getting into it. And it's a meal. 2K24 is our bloody year. No, it actually is. I think we said that about 2023. But it's happening. For the podcast, Trust. especially, it's the year. It's going to be very slay. Well, that brings the curtains down. 
on another wonderful episode of the Come Along Pond podcast. I hope you had fun. We sure did. It's so, so good to be back. All of your patience paid off. Patience is a virtue. And if you like what you heard, you can support the show over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Come Along Pond podcast, like Jason, like Lucy, and like Bumping Ernie. They're three of my best friends. Maybe more changes to the Patreon to come at the moment. That's as it stands. Come Along Pond podcast over on Patreon. Chuck us some money. However, if you want to just show us some support and love in general, email us, comealongpompod at gmail.com. Oh my god, Michelle, Ryan, Carolina, I love those people, and if you want me to love you, send us an email. It will get read. If I like your name, I'll read it out. If I like what you've got to say, I'll read it out. Don't worry about the backlog. Just share the love. Alternatively, we're on TikTok. I know that's probably how you found us, but tiktok.com forward slash come along pond podcast. We post highlights, lowlights, fun little moments. So you can check us out over there. Alternatively, your one stop shop is the Instagram. Oh, oh, reels, polls, Instagram lives. So many wonderful, amazing things. We are almost at 7,000 of you crazy, crazy people over there. And we really, really appreciate it. If you want updates about the show, when it's coming out. If you're thinking, God, this episode took a while to go out. If only I knew when it was coming out. Well, you would have known if you followed the Instagram. So do that. Come along, Pond Pod on Instagram. Come along, Pond Podcast. I can you remember. We've got the same artwork everywhere. You can't miss us. Shoot us a DM. I don't care. Just give us a follow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, kidding. No, we do I'm care. Kidding. 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 We care. I love all 7,000 of you mad bastards. Mad Paddingtons. But with all of that being said, Damler, it's been lovely being joined by you this evening. Same to you, my love. I'm so glad to be back. I've had so much fun. I always have so We're much back. fun doing this. Back. So good. Every other week is Cap Week. You are so welcome. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, who knows? Maybe one day we can make this more of a regular thing. Patreon, babe. Patreon. Patreon. Incidentally, it's been lovely talking to all of you at home as well. And we give you air from our lungs. <sighs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye now. Bye now. Bye. 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 Meet, meet. Can't wait for next week. I'm going to have some coleslaw with my tuna address. Coleslaw. Coleslaw. Vendlaw coleslaw. Meet, meet. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.